Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're book club for games. But not today. Today we're going to talk about... Not E3. (laughs) We're going to talk about Starfield. Nintendo. And a grab bag slash rapid fire of the other games that interest us. Humanity has always hunted for knowledge in the unknown. The wonder is, not that the field of stars is so vast, but that we have measured it. So, Mike, Starfield could be Interstellar the game. Why don't they not just make Interstellar the game? They, they don't make movie tie-ins anymore. They, they literally don't. If you, if you think about it, whenever there used to be like a big Hollywood blockbuster, there used to be a movie tie-in game. I was actually listening to another podcast where they made this observation and, and they said basically, no one does movie tie-ins anymore. They just add a skin to Fortnite. And I was like, that is so true. That is so true. But you have really wanted Interstellar, the game, for a long time, right? Like this has been one of your long-standing wants, like since since the dawn of this podcast. I don't know why. I don't know why Interstellar captured your imagination so much. Didn't Interstellar capture your imagination? Not really, no. <laughs> what what was wrong? I don't even know. It was just, uh, I don't know, I just, bleh, meh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's just like awkwardly in between, right? It's like, it wasn't fantastical enough to have cool imaginative things happen. And it wasn't realistic enough to have like gritty laws of physics thought experiments. It was just kind of like sort of wishy-washy in the middle. They're like, oh, we got a physicist to explain what the black hole would look like. It's like, yeah, but there was also a wormhole and frozen clouds, you know, like make your mind up. Do you do you want fantastical or do you want hard boiled sci fi? Like, I don't know. But just because it didn't work for me didn't mean it wasn't good. You keep ruining with the frozen, ruining it with the frozen clouds. By the way, even they knew about the frozen clouds, right? Didn't their scientific consultant was just like, just don't do it. It's just it just doesn't make sense. And they're like, no, but it's so cool. It's like if it's that cool, then just f the science. I, you know, so there's what I want to say here. I can't tell whether Interstellar game should be an open world game or whether it should be an action adventure, very linear. So that you could have frozen clouds <laughs> for whatever reason. And having an open world in Stella could be really dull. Because obviously a film is highly edited. Yeah, just, it's, it's the, the, the film you. is just the cool... Like the, okay, spoilers for Interstellar. Spoilers for Interstellar. We haven't even talked about Starfield yet. But, you know, in Interstellar, 
they follow them down to the planet with the big waves and you get the eight minutes with the big waves. You don't get the guy sitting in the spaceship for 20 years going like, what are they doing down there? You know, like there's, there's literally a guy who's just sat on his own in the spaceship for like 20 years, isn't there? Because of time dilation. What about him? They don't go into the psychological trauma of him just being there on his own and like watching this play out in incredible slow motion the whole damn time. I think that is, it's just not worth going into that detail. They probably had it in one of the cuts. <laughs> they probably had it in one of the cuts. There's like a little vignette of him like a montage playing solitaire for 20 years, getting really good at solitaire. It would, you know, Starf- I don't know why I've gone with this, but this is my biggest worry is that it's just Star- um, Starfield is just Fallout 4 with different worlds. I-, I don't understand. Why do you think that would be a bad thing? Why, why do you think it won't be that? Because that is blatantly going to be what it is. <laughs> that is 100% what it is. Why do you have to ruin all the things? We can talk about it. We'll, we'll, we know, we'll get up. We'll move on to it. Let's just I don't know, I'm just so curious. What do you think it is? What do you think it is? I mean, maybe I'm wrong, right? Hopefully I'm wrong. I want it to be like No Man's Sky, but more interesting, but more crafted, handcrafted. Oh, but but that game now is No Man's Sky plus like six years of patches or something, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, not really, but mm, actually, okay. Let me hold my opinion. Let me hold my opinion until we've had more discussion. Yeah, let's have more discussion. So there was a Starfield Direct. Did you watch it? I did watch it. Yes, because I I have not been following Starfield. I'm I'm in this weird position where I used to really really love these bethesda rpgs right like i was super into like i really drank the kool-aid with daggerfall and morrowind like i was super hyped for those games wait daggerfall is the the sprite one the daggerfall is the sprite one yeah oh you're hardcore yeah well actually i didn't play daggerfall until years later i actually i was super hyped for morrowind because I was like reading about it and I, I totally bought into all of the hype around Morrowind and then bought Morrowind and my computer couldn't play it. And I mean, you know, you know what it used to be like in the old days of PC gaming where like a new hit game would come out and you would have to buy a new computer to play that game. Like it's not like that anymore. Right. But it used to basically be a hit game would come out and like in, you know, in the two years you've been waiting for that game computers had advanced so much that you basically had to buy a new computer to be able to play that game. Yep, I did that for Quake 2. So Morrowind was that game, like one of those games where I had to upgrade my PC and super into Morrowind. I really liked it. And then I then went back and played Daggerfall and it was kind of was kind of bad actually. But but Morrowind, Morrowind was great. But then I played Oblivion and then I played fallout 3 and i while i enjoyed those games skyrim well this is the thing you see because like oblivion and fallout 3 both actually dampened my enthusiasm quite a lot you know like i felt i mean i know this is just my personal opinion but i feel like the series was going in a direction that i didn't enjoy like the trajectory you know i mean i shouldn't be surprised because it basically is following the trajectory from daggerfall to morrowind to oblivion whatever like it's becoming less and less procedural and more and more well smaller and smaller scale but then but then again you know maybe this is the one that's going to change it i don't know just 
you know, like I, Skyrim, I did not buy Skyrim. I was not hyped for Skyrim at all. I was just like, it's just going to be Oblivion with nicer graphics. And I did not enjoy Oblivion anywhere near as much as I enjoyed Morrowind, for example. But I did eventually buy Skyrim. And while I did enjoy it while I was playing it, it doesn't like occupy any headspace in my in my mind the same way Morrowind does, you know. And And neither does Fallout 3 or Fallout 4. So... Starfield, I feel like it's just going to be Fallout 4 with a different skin and some other planets. But maybe I'm wrong because we're going to have some whole conversation about procedural generation and gigantic worlds. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, they'll just replace the bug skins with alien skins. <laughs> or to keep the bugs in. The thing about this one is you have... Well, I mean, the scale of these games, right? Because, like, Daggerfall... Daggerfall was actually really... Actually, Daggerfall... Their games have been getting smaller with each iteration, basically. Because Arena, I think, was like the whole world of Tamriel. And then Daggerfall is just the Iliac Bay region. And then Morrowind is just the island of Vardenfell. You know, like, it's getting smaller and smaller. And this one is definitely not smaller. This one is big, right? It's like an entire galaxy. And you can warp into a star system and then pick a planet on a star system and then choose a landing region on that planet and there you know it is which game was it because originally they were like see that mountain you can go there and in this one he was like see that moon you can go there you know like it's like this escalation right you said that for skyrim i, I think it was skyrim yeah i think i i remember there's some comment where he's he points at a mountain and he said you can go there and you know this time the equivalent is a moon but, you know, we've talked about this before, and I think I was saying, like, how do you make it interesting? And is each planet just going to be, you know, like, one small region? A level. Yeah. Great. But no, it is procedurally generated. So you can see the different regions of the planet, and they'll have different stats, like, you know, the different flora and fauna and mineral richness and whatever. And then you can land there. And then the landscape is procedurally generated with some handcrafted stuff on top. And it chooses to... This is the thing I found really interesting. I don't know if I've misinterpreted the comment they made in the direct, but they basically said, like, to make sure you see interesting things, right? Like, if it says there's a pirate base here in the region, then when you land and you're exploring, you will find the pirate base. It will just generate it such that you stumble across it. Oh, okay, okay. That that was the impression I got, and and they also mentioned that like your friends may not, your friends will land on the same planet and in the same region, and they won't, they won't get the same thing as you, because although the landscape is procedurally generated, like the encounters and the events are handcrafted, and they are doled out to you to keep the game interesting not to oh, have everyone I have see. the same experience so that's how they're doing it like and it's a director like, behind the scenes yeah you know exactly like a director and it's like it's kind of brave I, like, I don't think anyone's done this people have done procedural generation but they've done it in such a way to make sure everyone gets the same proc gen whereas this is procedural generation just for the space but they're employing you know like a director to make sure everyone has a cool experience even if it's not the same experience isn't what you said kind of cool i don't see it on your face i think it is kind of cool i do think it is cool and it is novel and no one has done it before and 
the question is going to be, because no one has done it before, whether it will work well or whether it will be, there's a reason we didn't do this before. You know, like after this game, people are either going to look at procedural generation in a different way and everyone's going to be doing this or they're going to be like, wow, that did not work. And that was annoying, you know, like, because you're going you're to go to like, you know, the, I was going to say the water cooler conversation, but everyone works from home now. So goodness knows you're going to go on your podcast with your, with your work buddy. No, <laughs> we don't even work together. And you're going to say like, oh, you know, I went to like Rigel six and landed in the, the pirate cave region or something. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what any of these things are, but and I had this cool encounter and then you're going to go to the same planet and you're not going to have that encounter. Like you, you can't swap stories like that in the same way, but maybe it doesn't matter. Cause like but people if you don't do that anyway. If you go to that region 10 times, you'll get that account encounter. Well, I don't know if you if will. I don't know if you will. Right. Because like, I assume again, this is like one of those things that we don't really know. I assume that the proc gen and the encounters are stable for you. Like, you land in a region, what that region looks like is the same the next time you go back there. And the pirate base, it's still there when you go back there, I assume. Maybe the pirate base is is just in another region. The world is so big, it'll be just, a, you just have to find it. I, I mean, I assume it won't work like that. I assume that you're going to get a consistent and persistent world. It's like a Minecraft seed, right? Like I assume that you've got the same seed effectively every time you land. And the yeah. thing is like, I actually wonder if the landscape is going to be the same for everyone as well. If you see what I mean, right? The, the planet's landscape is the same. It's just like the encounters, which are the, the interesting, because basically like, you know, we've, we've talked before about the problems of procedural generation and it's just like, yeah, 18 quintillion planets, but they all like, they all feel the same. Right. So maybe the proc gen is this infinite landscape that looks superficially interesting, but it's also kind of boring. And yet the handcrafted encounters just get dropped in at a pace such that there's always interesting stuff. Good use but the of landscape the word, can be the same for everyone. Good use of the word pace, by the way. I think it's exactly that. Yeah, because that's actually the thing that matters. This is, this is the thing that you always talk about, right? Where you're like, I've only got 15 minutes to play the game. I want to feel like I'm actually making tangible progress. I want to feel like something's actually happening. Which is, um, so when you, we talk about directors, I always think about Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Actually, and you answer my next thought, which was, how do we avoid landing on an uninteresting part of the planet? Well, actually, well, this and there are no uninteresting parts of the planet. Yeah. The director will make it so that it's interesting. But, that, right. that, but, but then your planet's either quite small or you, you've densely packed it with interesting things. Well, no, but that's what I'm trying to say, right? I don't think they have to densely pack it because they'll just make it so that wherever you went, that's where the interesting thing was. <laughs> That's, that, that's, that's my read of their explanation of this system. The thing is, that might itself be a weird thing because it might be annoying. It's like, oh, I'm not allowed to see another interesting thing for half an hour and you'll just, you'll just start to know it, right? A lot of these things kind of depend. Like you, you kind of need a mix maybe. I don't even know. Or it could end up being like, to, to reference something we haven't talked about yet, like Diablo 4, where like they try and sprinkle lots of small things around, but you're like, yes, you've put a small point of interest for me to do something here, but I just can't be bothered. Like, I'm not interested in that anymore. You know, it, it just becomes an annoyance rather than a fun discovery. I don't know. I wouldn't call those things annoyances in Diablo 4. I'd rather have them than not have them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's another conversation yeah. for a few weeks time. <laughs> 
but yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see when it comes out because like we've just got this verbal description of the system, which we could interpret several different ways. But my read of it is that there's procedural generation. That's how they're making the planets. That's how they're able to have like over a thousand planets and keep it interesting. Basically, no matter where you go, it can still be interesting. I mean, I'm curious about how big a region is and whether you can actually can you like could you walk around a planet like or or a moon where there's no seas you know when it's just like a can you just circumnavigate this gigantic globe of rock you know or is it that because as i understand it there's no atmospheric flight not that there's necessarily an atmosphere on a moon there's no like planetary level flight there's only like there's only like solar system like inter, there's only interplanetary and interstellar flight Right. You can't just like hop in your ship and like fly around the planet and, and like fly a few thousand kilometers and plop down again. You have to walk when you're on a planet. So I wonder whether you can cross the boundary of a region. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does. Because it's like one of the problems with No Man's Sky, I remember, is that like I lost my ship. Like I just walked for like six hours and I was like, do I have to walk six hours back to my ship now? <laughs> you know, there's no fast travel. I don't think there was at launch. I think in the end for No Man's Sky, I actually just found another ship and I was just like, I guess this is my ship now. And I just flew off in that instead. It's sad. There's the no, there's no expectation of you being able to, to, to just circle the, a, a planet, a planet. Yeah. There's, there's no transition from orbit to ground level. You know, it's, it's a loading screen as I understand it. So yeah, so there is that distinction. I feel like a region is just a a level. I just, I don't think I'll feel it though. Anyway, when I say it, I feel it, but in reality, it's probably I won't feel it. I mean, we've spent so long talking about just this like one facet of the direct. What about all the other stuff? You know, like we've we've said, there's a thousand over a thousand planets. Ten percent have life. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Is it aliens? Like, well, it's, it's of course it's aliens. Is it like intelligent life? Is it is it like animal life? Is it just plants? Yeah. Maybe it's all of those things. A- any comments about the gameplay? I expected to be just like Fallout Four with better <laughs> gunplay. You, you said you didn't want that. You said, that. but in in so in the like in the detail in the the two minute five minute gameplay loop, I expect it to be like uh, Fallout Four. But hopefully, in the, when it comes to the bigger picture, it'll be different. I saw you can mine minerals. There's like some resource gathering. You, you can actually, you know, things that are kind of exciting. Right? I mean, it's it's stuff that was yeah, it's stuff that was nascent in Fallout Four and it's been expanded into bigger systems, right? It's actually a lot of stuff that is in No Man's Sky. You can customize your spaceship. You can put different modules in your spaceship. You can hire a crew. You can build a base, right? You can you can build a base and use that base to gather resources. You can you can hire people and station them at that base. And tell them, oh yeah, gather this resource will make me money. You know, like you can you can effectively like start colonizing the galaxy. Like that could be kind of cool. Like it reminds me of this is the game I was going to mention right at the beginning when you were talking about like what is the game you want. I remember playing. Okay, again on the list of games that are too dangerous to play, there was a game I played as a teenager called X Beyond the Frontier. That game was so good. Like I remember thinking like dozens and dozens over a hundred hours into it easily like in a very short period of time 
Is this like Elite? It was kind of like Elite, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like Elite, but you could build your own space stations and you could you could buy other ships and have a fleet of ships and you could automate uh you could like build automated trading routes like you could you know you could buy a freighter and you could say okay go to this solar plant and buy solar cells and then go to this system and sell them and use and use the profits to buy this and then you know complete this trading route and then you could i think you could eventually like buy capital ships and stuff like i played the first three and then i heard the fourth one was more arcadey and they stripped back a lot of the kind of like building elements. And then I was like, yeah, maybe it's good to stop playing this anyway. But yeah, you know, that, those elements of it could be really fun. The robot can say your name. I mean, speech generations got really good. In fact, in a way, the robot can say your name is not even very impressive anymore, which is kind of wild to think, you know. Because in Fallout 4, couldn't the robot say your name if it was one of quite a short list of names? I thought it was a quite long list of names. Well, quite. It's a okay. relative. Yeah, but, but now I think the robot can say your name, whatever your name is. And even that is not that impressive. It's like, can't you just plug it into an LLM and then I can just communicate with a robot <laughs> in general, right? I mean, that's probably what Starfield 2 is going to have because it'll be it'll take so long to make rather than yeah that's right someone will probably mod it in anyway so you are hyped i am hyped we haven't talked about the story i'm sure oh yeah we haven't even talked about the story it's a very standard sci-fi macguffin story you find an artifact you pass out you get some sort of vision it's basically the same story as mass effect is that right (laughs) I don't know. Wait, copy my homework, but don't make it too obvious. I want to know what's happened to Earth. Because, uh, okay, maybe this is in some like of the Starfield materials that have gone out and I just haven't seen it because I haven't been paying that much attention. But they mention in the direct Cydonia on Mars. So you can go to the Sol system. So where is Earth? What, what happened to Earth? Like, can I see my house from here? You know, like... I'm assuming not because everyone knows what Earth is like and they don't they don't want to have to deal with that. Like I'm assuming some disaster has befallen Earth or Earth isn't there anymore or something. I just wanted to say we joke about the story. The story doesn't need to be good. It just needs to be just the context within which we operate in. You know, like Mass Effect isn't about the story. GTA isn't about the story. I, I would say Mass Effect is about the story. But I would also say that Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, whatever, are not about the story, really. Like, the main story is not the most important thing in those games. So, it's fine. Yep. Anyway, because Microsoft own (laughs) Bethesda now, it is day one on Game Pass, so I will be playing it regardless. Who knows if it will be the case... A few months down the line, but currently it's one pound for a month's worth of Game Pass. I mean, you should get it. Yeah. Game Pass. Game Pass is Game Pass is, really is very good. I, I say that I've I've paid for the past six months of Game Pass and have not played a si- and have not played a single game on Game Pass in that entire time. So I guess it's good for Microsoft too. Anyway, next up. 
Super Mario Brothers, wonderful. Why is this not called Wonderful Mario Brothers? There's probably some etymology of is it etymology. No, etymology is probably not even the right word. There's probably something about Super Mario Brothers and it oh. being a distinct series or a trademark in itself. I don't yeah. know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You called it called the Wonderful Super Mario Brothers. The one, maybe it's the Super Mario Brothers is what's trademarked. I don't think it's the. I think it's just Super Mario Brothers. You could have called it the, the Wonderful Super Mario Brothers. And you could have a whole bunch of prefixes for Super Mario Brothers. Mm, I think that's weird. It's, it's mostly just because Super is an adjective and so is Wonderful. It just it just feels weird putting it at the end. Yeah, just put it at the front. I agree. I agree. Put it at the front. And just have a double. Well, I guess you can do that. Yeah, I guess you can do that. It's just like it just. But that just sounds clumsy too. There, there's that rule, isn't there? There's that grammar rule. It's like why it's the big brown dog, not the brown big dog. Wonderful Super Mario Brothers sounds weird, but Super Wonderful Mario Brothers sounds actually still weird. Yeah, because you're adding Super to the Wonderful rather than to the Brothers. Anyway, 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 <laughs> this is not important. Oh. This is not important. This was a big surprise. There was the Nintendo Direct, and I I watched it, and I was like, oh, Super Mario RPG, and this unnamed game with Princess Peach, and then, and then, wait a minute, what? And then, boom, Super Mario Brothers Wonderful. You say it's a surprise. I feel like, oh, they've got nothing coming. Let's fart out another 2D Mario, which is really unfair. Let's fart out another 2D Mario. I'm really I will sorry. Say, I will say, I thought this was a mobile game at first. <laughs> you see? Fart yeah. it out. I'm really the, the thing is, right, the, you know, the, the trailer starts, or the trailer starts, the, you know, the, the video starts, and it doesn't look like any Mario game up to this point, right? Like, it doesn't look like New Super Mario Brothers or New Super Mario Brothers Wii or whatever, you know, whatever the current iteration of that series and because that's how that's how mario has looked like since polygons basically the 2d mario games right and at first i was like is this like super mario run it's gonna be like another mobile game or something but then as the gameplay progressed it became apparent no this looks too good they wouldn't put this much effort into a mobile game and then yeah boom a new mainline mario game like effectively a new sub-series for mario right and the art style is very interesting because it's like it's i'm gonna i'm gonna invoke puss in boots too uh which shows i must really like it you know it's like it's like the difference between puss in boots and puss in boots too right puss in boots is like new super mario brothers new super mario brothers U or whatever right it's like it's polygons and everything moves in in like you know you're viewing it from the side but it's still like it's still a 3d shape moving in 3d space right like things things are all geometrically correct whereas this is like artistic right like mario he's kind of like squashed like the perspective is a bit off right it's like a it's like a hand drawn thing rather than i mean it's still polygons right but but it's not like they've just taken a normal 3d mario and just like put a camera at his side he's kind of like at a slight angle he's not moving you know he's he's like an actual cartoon again you know 
it, there's more artistry to it and everything is moving like the backgrounds are moving like the it's basically it's not it's not made out of tiles it's not made out of i mean i'm sure it is really but like everything feels very crafted it's like it's a it's a very different look i think i was saying it's something that you know if you think the transition right we we had like bad sprites then we had great sprites and then we had like bad polygons and then we had good polygons and now we've got polygons that are so good that they can be anything we like right we don't have to like be stamping down things anymore like everything can be like sculpted and handcrafted and and be its own like unique thing we, we've just literally got the performance budget spare now you should say something I don't. Let's be fair. I'm not saying anything because I don't really care for 2D Mario games. What? I just don't care it's, for them. Because maybe because I have this. I'm. It's because you've never played any of the good ones, right? And actually, because I'm bad at them. Did, did you play any 2D platformers? Because you didn't have, you didn't have any of the consoles, right? You didn't have a NES or a SNES or a, or a Mega Drive. No, I started on the N64. So you missed the entire era of 2D platformers, basically. Yes, I did. But we did play Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. But that's not as good as Super Mario World. Like, Super Mario World, to this day, I still think is the best 2D platformer. And, I mean, this could be the one. This could be the one. Because I've tried playing all the new Super Mario Brothers, and none of them does it for me. I mean, it's probably largely, again, a time and place thing. Because, like, at the time I played Super Mario World... It's like formative, you know, formative time for your brain or whatever. But yeah, you know, maybe this could be the one to finally dethrone it. I have played the the handheld version, um, handheld games. Well, but those are still new Super Mario Brothers, right? Yeah, new, yeah, new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, lame. Good, lame and slightly soulless. I I think that's I think that's the thing. There's just like, well, I mean, some of it again is. Is probably just because I've played so many, right? And it's like, there's just like no surprises. Whereas this game looks like it will just be full of surprises, full of secrets. I mean, that's that's what I'm always hankering for. I'm always trying to, I'm just trying to recapture my youth, okay? I'm trying to recapture the time when I wasn't being screwed over by airlines and sad because no, of too you wanted, much work. You wanted secrets and surprises. Airlines Surprise, we've cancelled your flight. Do you have any more to add? I've got I've got a lot of stuff to add. Keep going. It's like, you know, they finally I, I don't even know if this is a good thing, but they finally, you know, moved into the 21st century. There's there's no timer. There's no points. You know, like the traditional Mario combo that would be doubling and doubling and doubling and eventually give you a one up. Now it's like good, great, blah, 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 and eventually wonderful. Right? So it's still tracking it, but it just says something now instead of giving you points. And I don't know, just there's so much character the stuff. There's all these enemies with roller skates. Do you notice that? Enemies with roller skates. There's the hippo. And there's like the bit where the hippo's just like wandering along and you jump on it and it starts rolling and it's got this like shocked look on its face as it just like barrels into all these goombas who then also have horrified looks in their faces as you're getting like racking up the racking up the adjectives, you know, and it goes like wonderful. It's like you just like genocided like those goombas. Like, what are you doing? 
the hippo at least has the good grace to look horrified, you know. And then, and then the Mario or Peach or whoever they're like, woohoo, you know, they're jumping in the air and they're throwing their arms wide, like, yeah, murder. There's a bit where there's a bit where there's like a sign showing like a big hat, and Mario and Peach jump into the air, and Mario takes off his hat and it like poofs out, like poof, you know, and it's like a giant mario hat and he's holding it and gliding and peach also just pulls out a giant pink hat she doesn't even wear a hat she just pulls out a giant pink hat just like mario's but it's pink instead you know it's stuff like that where it's just like oh there's so much character to it it's just it's ridiculous but it's also great obligatory reference to them all just tripping balls you know like they're all literally on mushrooms or something right like (laughs) you pick up a a wonder flower i don't know and then you start hallucinating like the pipe is like they're all like undulating and one of them turns into like a giant snake and then you pick up the wonder seed and it all like goes back to normality i don't know but like wacky stuff like that or you're you're riding on a load of dinosaurs or rhinos or something and they just like barrel through the flagpole and knock it over you know like stuff like that looks really cool like that that that's the kind of stuff that wasn't literally in super mario world but it it had that kind of feel like surprising given your description it sounds more like a cartoon which is what which is what they're going for yeah leaning towards that's what i'm saying it's beautiful and handcrafted and like also you can turn into an elephant you can just for why for the merch for the merch i don't know It just looks ridiculous. I can't... I mean, what is what is Peach going to look like as an elephant? Or like, there's a funny bit as well where Daisy is just like pushing this pipe against, you know, it's like a giant sumo brother or something. And then Daisy's just like pushing the pipe backwards. And there's Yoshi as well, right? It looks like you can play as Yoshi, but you can also ride on Yoshi. Has, has Yoshi ever held that dual role? No, that's the thing. Mm. Usually either you can play as Yoshi or Yoshi's a power-up. I think this is the first time... You can, can can Yoshi ride another Yoshi? You know, then that, that would imply there are multiple y- Yoshi. Oh, wow. There are multiple Yoshis. There's there's a there's a scene in the trailer where all these like missiles, like literally like missiles, are coming down from the sky with different coloured smoke plumes, and there's four Yoshis. There's four different coloured Yoshis, but there's also a different bit where it shows Mario riding on a Yoshi. I don't like the idea that Yoshi's replaceable. When Yoshi is a power-up, Yoshi is replaceable. Right? I know. Like that's the that's the thing where you like you just jump and you're gonna fall into the pit. So you just like jump off the back of Yoshi. You're like, see ya, Yoshi, and Yoshi's like, no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. We don't have to. Long, we don't have long to wait. It's October, right? October this year, October 2023. So there's a lot of stuff coming out actually this year. So yeah, many things competing for attention. Can talk about that later. Yeah. Anyway, I am interested. And yeah, the the map screen also intrigues me, right? It looks it looks like it could have secrets. That's what I really care about. The the discovery and the surprise and the delight. You're more hyped for this than Starfield, it seems. <laughs> Actually, yes. 
weirdly. But I'm sure if I actually play Starfield, I will really enjoy it. I just, I just don't believe anymore. You know, I just, I just don't dare to dream that it's going to be any good. Or actually, I'm sure it will be good, but I don't dare to dream it will be amazing. Shall we move on? Yeah. Super Mario RPG. I mean, this is mostly in here because I made these notes as I was live watching the direct and I'm kind of vaguely interested in Super Mario RPG. Like I, I wanted to play it as a child. It didn't release in the UK because most RPGs didn't release in Europe back in the day on the Super Nintendo. That is, I did try playing it on the SNES classic and I just totally bounced off it. I was just like, meh. So I'm actually not that excited because I have actually tried. But looks good. And maybe maybe Gino will be in Smash Brothers now. Because it wasn't that... I heard that he was like one of the most requested characters. And they're always saying that like, oh, well, it's some, probably some rights issue between, you know, Nintendo and Squaresoft. Or Square Enix now. Because, you know, this this game was a collaboration between square and nintendo but now they've done this remake maybe maybe it's cleared the way for geno in smash that's that's probably why they've done it it's probably not really why they've done it but <laughs> there's there's only been one super mario rpg right i always thought paper mario was the mario rpg game I mean, it was a whole series now but this was the first one this was the original so there's this on the super nintendo and then there's Paper Mario on the N64. But they're different and then, games. And then Paper Mario is the series that has persisted, yeah. Yeah. Peach Game. Peach Game? Peach Game. Yeah, I think there's some unnamed Peach Game and it just shows Peach wandering around a stage and she's got some magic star ribbon. I don't know. It's just like, again, a surprise. It's a new game. There's very little to say about it because there's very little revealed about it. Okay. So I thought the director was quite light. Apart from Super Mario Wonderful, surely. Yeah. Does that does that suggest a, a sequel to the Switch is coming? There have been leaks about this, right? Like subtle leaks. But isn't there stuff in the code talking about a Switch 2? I don't know. I think there is stuff that has leaked from like dumps of dev kits or something about it. You know what? I actually don't know. I haven't been paying that much attention, but like, I think there is stuff about it. I, I watched quite an interesting video from modern vintage gamer talking about how it's actually harder than you think to make a switch to because of the way like the shaders work on the switch. So that was interesting. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a Switch 2 imminent. And is that where Odyssey 2 is? Are you, are you hyped for Odyssey 2? Did you like Odyssey? I can't even remember. It's crazy because Mario and Zelda came out in the same year. Where we've, and we've had the Tears of the Kingdom, but where's Odyssey 2? It, it would be great, actually, to have Switch 2 with Odyssey 2 as the launch title. That would be good. I check my laser gun and I go pew pew pew! 
Rapid fire. Rapid fire. So in the last section, you talked about it being a busy year. Busy winter, autumn, winter, summer, autumn, winter. (laughs) Second half of the year for games. It all starts with Borders Gate 3. August 3rd? Yeah. It's been pushed up. That never happens. (laughs) That does never happen. I'm actually genuinely quite surprised. Maybe because they were worried about it clashing with everything else. Yeah, I think think it's Starfield. They're making way for Starfield. Mm. It's happening. It's a month away. I want to ask you. Because Act 1 has been in early access for so long, does that mean it's going to be so polished, but the rest of it's going to be poor? Did this happen with to, Divinity, Original Sin? I got to admit, I I have had the early access version basically since launch, and I have, I've only played it like two hours or something. So I have no idea. And I was a backer of Divinity and Divinity 2, and... I never played them in early access. Like I just totally, you know. But were they good acts? You know, I don't know what, what's the last act, but from act one all the way to the end, was was it polished? I, hmm. I do think the first act was very strong in Divinity Original Sin 2, for sure. And I, I think it's pretty good throughout. I think it is pretty good throughout. Okay. Because, like, you know, also the later acts are just going to be a bit wonky because it's just hard to balance. It's like, you know, it's a long game and goodness knows, you know, if, you, if you've got to cater for people who are just like, I'm playing it for the story and you're catering for people who are like, I'm going to min-max this to hell, you know, it's quite difficult. That's all I had to say. So, so you are hyped for this? Yeah, because of Baldur's Gate 2 and because I, of Divinity Original enjoyed- Sin. I'm surprised you enjoyed Baldur's Gate 2 that much. I did not realise you actually enjoyed Baldur's Gate 2 that much. Yeah, I really did. Because I thought... Did you... You enjoyed it for the mechanics or you enjoyed it for the story? Uh, Mechanics and the party, not necessarily the story. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I think you will enjoy this more because i actually think the mechanics of the combat in the divinity games are really good and when i played the small amount of this that i did play it felt like divinity original sin 2 but with a dnd total conversion on it you know so all the skills were dnd skills so i think you will enjoy it same skills. I'd have to learn, relearn all the spells and things. I'll know what they are. Well, actually, no, they've changed quite a lot, right? Between Because oh Baldur's Gate 2 is second edition and this is fifth edition. Or I mean, the thing is, like, they're both modified, right, to make them work in the, in the context of a computer game. But lots of spells have changed between second edition and fifth edition. I'm interested that they've added the monk for 1.0, so you can play as a monk. So this is like my actual character in the D&D campaign I'm in. You can, you can get up to level 12 and you can be a monk. So I could, I could literally make my stupid character from, from my real tabletop D&D campaign. Though I'm not sure I would do that. <laughs> Next up. Star Trek Infinite. Th- this was like... Wait, what? Like, I, I just saw this, like, YouTube teaser video, and I was like, is this what I think it is? And basically, 
they are doing a Star Trek total conversion of Stellaris. Like they've literally taken like Stellaris engine base game and then just just changed all of the mechanics and the factions, everything to be Star Trek factions. So you can be the Federation, the Klingons, the Romulans, or I think the Cardassians, which is a bit which is a bit weird, but why not, I guess. And yeah, I don't know, this has so much potential, right? Because like again, on the list of games that are too dangerous to play because I just can't stop, Stellaris is very high up there. And again, as like a teenager, I played a 4x strategy game called Birth of the Federation, which I'm not sure it was a great game, but I really enjoyed it because it was Star Trek. So a Stellaris Star Trek game, that could be amazing. Then again, if it embraces too much new Trek, I'm probably going to be quite sad because I'm like, no, 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 no. I like, I like the next gen Voyager era, next gen DS9 Voyager, right? But, but that looks like when this is set. So fingers crossed. Two questions. Which race will you play? Federation. List of games that are too dangerous to play. These are the games you must play, surely. No, these are the games that I'm scared to start playing. Yeah, I basically only play games. The only games I play that I really enjoy are games that I don't think I'm going to enjoy. <laughs> and I discover they're too they're too dangerous to play by accident. Like Warzone or <laughs> Yeah, Stellaris. Warzone's lucky because it actually erased itself, right? They were just like, it's Warzone 2 now. And I'm like, oh, the spell is broken. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is the topic of a whole episode in itself. Oh, please, I, yes. I, I'll have to think about it. We, we, can put it on the, we can put it on the timeless episodes backlog for next time we need an episode. Next up, Baby Steps. This is ridiculous. I just, I just think it looks so funny. It's, it's basically a, a Bennett Foddy. Bennett Foddy has somehow managed to create a genre, right? By, by getting over it being so iconic. And this game is literally a Bennett Foddy game because he's making it. So it is a obnoxious controls, literal walking simulator, Death Stranding parody where you are some man-child who lives in his parents' basement and gets teleported into the game and you have to you have to literally control your feet and walk. How hard can this be? It's a timing-based game. Have you played Getting Over It? No, I only watched it. A lot I mean, of it. Speedruns. I assume it's going to have severely obnoxious controls deliberately. And hills. It, it's it's no well it also Difference. it's it's kind of channeling the it's not exactly Rick and Morty vibe, but it's like it's like the ridiculously insulting, you know, like I I there's a bit in the trailer where there's a bunch of like cairns or like stacks of rocks and you kick one and this guy pops up and he's just like, What the f are you doing? <laughs> you know? And he's just like, Oh, I uh I knocked it and I tried to catch it with my foot. It's like, it looks like you kicked it. You know, like this guy's just like this massive go at you. And he's just like, you're like, you're a piece of shit. You know, like, it's just, it, it's just like, it looks really funny in a cringe way. I don't know. I'm, I'm, color me, color me intrigued. 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> is this like, is this like sadomasochism? It's like, yes, insult me. Call me a man, baby. You know, like, is, this, is this something unhealthy? Okay, okay. Next. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk DLC. Phantom Liberty. September. Oh, end of September. 26th of September 2023. There'll be core changes to the game, Mike. Yeah, they're going to try and fix Cyberpunk itself. Even if you don't get the DLC, the, there will be a patch for the, the core game. Is the game salvageable? You made this comment, you know, is the game salvageable? And I was like, does it need salvaging? And then I thought about it a bit and I was like, it kind of does. Like, the side quests were good. The main story was kind of meh, but I think in these kind of games it often is. The actual moment-to-moment gameplay, though, was actually not very fun. And it sounds like that is what they're trying to fix with this massive overhaul of all the skill systems. Like, basically, they're trying to make the actual moment-to-moment gameplay be the gameplay they kind of made everyone dream it would be in the early trailers, right? Like, you know, you've got the mantis blades and you're deflecting bullets and you're running along the wall, you know, and you just drop down on onto the guy with the gun. Like, making that possible instead of the most efficient thing to do being stand behind a wall and shoot through it with a tech sniper, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think we all thought there would be more options to the to the gunplay. Oh, I say gun. I shouldn't say gun. To the fights. To the combat. The, the thing I'm most intrigued about, you you pasted in this quote. This includes new skill trees, new equipment, new quest types, reworks of enemy types, new features like vehicle combat, and new tactics and tweaks for how police react to you doing crimes. Is this going to make stealing a crime? Because I weirdly enjoy stealing in open world games. <laughs> And the fact that you couldn't steal anything in Cyberpunk, I was like, you're ruining my immersion. I can just walk into this office, open the safe and take all your money and no one cares. You know, like, where's the fun in that? It's like, it just, it just becomes a chore now. I'm just going to walk around all these buildings and just like take all their money, you know, whereas when it's a crime, I've got to sneak about and like avoid detection. And, you know, are they going to make stealing a crime? That excites me. But when the police are fully functioning and efficient, don't you think, oh, I wish the police would just let me skit steal this? No. <laughs> That's not how it works in real life. They're, no, well, they're super... Well, it's true. They don't always catch you. Yeah, you, you know what? You're right. Actually, it probably is how it works in real life. You know, if you're, if you're, trying, to min-ma- if you're trying to min-max existence, you should probably be stealing bikes because they never follow up on it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cars 2. Oh, yeah, Cars, Cars 2. It, it does sound... Oh, it's ridiculous. What is going on, right? This this is a UK-centric thing. I'm, I'm sure this isn't... Well, maybe it's the case other places too. Are, are you going to play this? I don't know. I should, be, I should be playing it for the RT Overdrive. Yeah, that's the thing, because I, I downloaded it. I played it for a little bit to try RT Overdrive, and I was just like, I just don't need to play this game again. Like, I kind of enjoyed it enough when we played it for the book club, but I have no desire to go back to it. All eyes are on Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's, it's sad. 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it... Maybe it'll have amazing reviews, right? Unlikely. Unlikely, I know. Well, we'll see. Okay. FF7 Rebirth, coming early 24. I was just like, wow. It's just like, this is going to be here before you know it as well. And alternate timelines? Like, how... It's already an alternate timeline. So we're getting an alternate timeline in our alternate timeline. Like, what is going on? This is this is some, like... Actually, Final Fantasy games always have convoluted plots. But this is pretty convoluted, even by the standards of a Final Fantasy. Also, how is Final Fantasy sixteen out already? I mean, already? What else have they been putting out? I don't, I'm just shocked. It was just, like... It was just, like, so far off in the distance, and now it's already out. People are playing it. And it's good. Apparently it's good. I don't know. It's basically an action RPG now, though, isn't it? Yeah. You you say out already. I mean, you played Final Fantasy fifteen, and that was a long time ago now. Yeah, and I didn't finish it. I played like 10 hours. I just could not get into that game. I was really excited for that game, and I just could not get into it. But I think it's because in my head, Final Fantasy is a turn-based game. I just can't adapt. It's It's sad. Being a teenage protagonist saving the world just doesn't do it for me anymore. I, I think I'm, I've become too old and sad and angry at airlines. Maybe you should make a game about it. <laughs> anyway, Sonic Superstars, late 2023. I mean, this is, it's just funny. We're going to get a Mario Sonic 2D platformer contest, right? They're going to release around the same time. I mean, I don't fancy Sonic Superstars' chances. I feel like the amount of effort Nintendo is investing into uh, Mario Wonderful is probably a few orders of magnitude above what Sega's putting into this. But it's not about money. It's not about money. Like Fundamentally, is Sonic a good game? Well, the other interesting thing is it's, you know, Sega wanted... Christian Whitehead, you know, the, the guy, the guy, well, and, and headcanon, the people who did Sonic Mania, I think they did speak to them about making this game, but they were busy. You know, they, they couldn't, they couldn't come to terms. So this is being done in-house by Sega. And then that's the question, you know, like, is it going to be any good? <laughs> yeah, big, big question mark. I mean, this is, uh, it's not fair in a way, right? Because Mario, I want Mario to reinvent itself. I'm I'm happy when Mario Wonderful's doing like weird stuff and like elephant Mario and like everyone's tripping balls, you know, like, oh, that's cool. When Sonic does something different, people are like, oh, just give us Sonic. Just give us good Sonic. Don't give us any of this like nonsense werehog bullshit, you know? They have enough trouble giving us good old Sonic. I don't want <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It makes yeah. no sense to do something different right now. Yeah, I know, I know. That's the thing, they've got to walk before they can run. Yeah. Ironically, given Sonic's all about running. Did you play Sonic Mania? Nope. Yeah, me neither. But the very small amount I saw of it made me think I should play it. I do own it. <laughs> like, it was It was in a... I was going to say, it's either been in a sale or in a bundle or was a free Epic Game Store game at some point. Like, I, I do own it for some reason, so... Yeah, I, I saw there's a bit where you get to the end of the level and you have to do a Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine fight, you know, which which makes me think like, wow, how many other surprises are there in this game? Like, 
Anyway, whatever. Yes, new Sonic game. It's going to clash with the Mario game. Interesting. No one's going to notice. Yeah, I know. Sad times. And anyway, what were the Sonic Mania people doing? Well, Penny's Big Breakaway, new game by, you know, new game by Christian Whitehead. So it's, is it 2D or a 2.5D? I don't know. It's a yo-yo based mascot platformer with Penny and she's being chased by a load of penguins. Like she she does a yo-yo trick and her magic yo-yo accidentally pulls the emperor's pants down and then he sicks his army of penguins on her and she's got to get away. Is the yo-yo a weapon now? The yo-yo is a weapon, yeah. She's got some sort of magic sentient yo-yo or something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's no more ridiculous than a plumber from Brooklyn or a blue speedy hedgehog, you know, like, like, why not? Why not? And also penguins. 2024. Okay. Next up, Star Wars Outlaws. I saw that there was a Star Wars game made by Massive and I thought it would be a, an MMO shooter just like Destiny. Division, I mean Division. Yeah, different Division with a Star Wars skin would be amazing. But but what is this? No, it's an action-adventure game. So you wanted a looter shooter? Uh, yeah, I do. Why do you want a looter shooter? Why are you so into looter shooters? Because the core mechanic is fun. Shooting things is fun. I still can't believe you bought Anthem. <laughs> you know, did, did you not learn your lesson? There have been so many of these as well. Like, So many companies have tried to, to copy Destiny's success. And honestly, Destiny was only a success because they had such ridiculous marketing that people bought into it. And then they had like Stockholm Syndrome, right? They, were, they wanted the game to be good so much that they just kept playing it. I'm talking about myself here, right? And and then they just they just made another one. They were just like, this game's unsalvageable. Let's make a Destiny 2. And then Destiny 2 is now the one that's just going on forever and printing money. But I don't know. Anyway, this isn't even that kind of game. Okay, Star Wars Outlaws. It's not the game you wanted. Too bad. Disappointing. And then... Lastly... Spider-Man 2. Also this year... October 23. Did you watch any of the coverage for this? No, sorry. I don't have a PS5. It's fine. I, don't, I don't care about any Why? PS5 games. Spider-Man is on PC. It, oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is now, isn't it? Yeah. I, I just don't care about it still. Sorry. I, I, I made this comment, but then you said no. What do we want from sequels? I want, I want more. I want something different. I don't think there's enough different here for it to be great. And I said, oh... I wish they would do a Tears of the Kingdom and just change things. D- does Tears of the Kingdom change things? Yeah, no. And then you said, no, it doesn't change things. Well, I mean, it does and it doesn't. Right. It does and it doesn't. The change is significant. Yeah. I mean, the Tears of the Kingdom, well, we're at risk of drifting into a Tears of the Kingdom discussion here, but like core mechanics like the paraglider have been kept from Breath of the Wild. But a lot of the moment to moment gameplay is actually quite different because because you've got different powers. Is that the case in Spider-Man 2? Because you can play as Peter Parker, you can play as Miles Morales. It looks like the Venom symbiote is involved. Yep. Maybe because with my limited imagination, I can see the evolution of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. I can't see how 
Breath of the Wild became Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, have you played much more Tears of the Kingdom? Oh, no. I, I, need you to, I need you to get further so okay. that I can finish it so that we can talk about it. We can talk about I've it not, regardless. I've not played it for a month so that I don't finish it too soon before we next talk about it so I don't forget everything. It'll be after August. Yeah, I know it'll be after August. Okay. Don't worry, I know. We'll be, we'll be the first one after August. Okay, okay. On that tangent. <laughs> on that tangent. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on your podcasting platform. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? I mean, still on Reddit. I never made it private because <laughs> like, there's no one on it. <laughs> R slash Lost Levels Club. So, Mike, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful that there's a new Wes Anderson film. Yes, there is. Asteroid City. Is it out yet? It is not out in Singapore yet, annoyingly. I was actually like, oh, I'm going to go and see it because it was a Singapore public holiday because it was out June 23rd. But that's in the UK and the US. It's not out here until August 10th. But there's a new Wes Anderson film. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, I'm I'm going to watch that at some point. <laughs> I don't know. So Michael says bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>